podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. To 2-2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go, and here's Ozil. Lacazette, Ozil! Welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by uh, the usuals. Uh, we've got Daniel and Sean. How you doing, lads? Yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, what's going uh, we, we got Anton returning to the pod. How you doing? I'm good, mate. And we've got a uh, newcomer, Shabs. Shabs was on uh, the Touchline pod a few weeks ago. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Yeah. All right, Shabs, let's start with you because obviously we, we haven't had you on the pod before. So, um... Mm. What did you think of the actual setup itself against Spurs? Because a lot was made of um, the four-three-three and the personnel that we used in the free as well. So heading into the game, like, did you look at the team and be like, do you know what, this is the team that can beat Spurs, or was you more on the side of like, why the fuck is Jaka starting? <laughs> uh, anyone that knows anything about me knows I've got I've got no time for Granite Jaka, honestly. Mm. Like, I don't. I just. I'm one of those guys like I really struggle to see how he um, like his value in the side 
Um, he he must have something. There's a lot that's come out like in the in the in the aftermath of the game to say that like if you think about managers who've you know who he's played for, there's a reason why he's never been dropped. There's a reason why people love him, take to him, blah blah blah. But I I don't feel him like that, man. I just I just struggle to see him. So he doesn't get close to. He, he's not for me. He's not in Arsenal's best midfield. Anyway, um, and yeah, I just. I don't. I can maybe understand a tiny piece why he didn't start with Ceballos, but to be fair, I think um, I think he could have started with Torreira, um, Guendouzi, and Ceballos. I think that could have worked still. Yeah, I think that's probably our best midfield on paper, mm. isn't it? Well, how how it kind of works out in that regard, though, is 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 where we need to maybe talk about the finer details because I don't think you can just slap them on the pitch and expect them to work together. Um, yeah, I think. We saw in this game Torreira kind of struggled a little bit. Um, and what was your thoughts on on the setup? It's uh, the, the free midfield setup. You know where I'm going. You know what I don't like. Um, it should be Torreira at the base, Ceballos, and Gwendozi. Well, Ozil for me, but obviously I can understand playing Gwendozi in that game. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would say he made an error with Xhaka, but. I don't. I, I can understand the error if that makes sense. In the sense of Xhaka has somehow catapulted himself to be seen as one of Arsenal's senior players. Obviously, he kept in the side, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he's 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 somehow nicked that responsibility. So I can understand how he gets in. Like with the um, like Shab said, I, I I still I've never really got it with Xhaka. I don't understand what he brings to the table. I I, I don't know what managers see in him. I don't know what fans see in him even more so. Like managers, at least they see training and that. He might be outstanding in training. Mm. But fans, for the life of me, I mm. can't think of... Well, I can. I can think of about four good performances towards the back end of his first season. Cup final especially against Chelsea. Mm. Um, but outside of that, I can't remember him doing anything in an Arsenal shirt that would make you... Besides a couple long shots... Um, that would make a couple think, of long yeah. passes. Yeah, I think, I, worth keeping around. I think he had one blinding game against West Ham, um, couple in his first season at the Emirates. I remember being there, and he, he, he just hit a couple, couple of long balls, got like ninety-six percent pass completion. Mm. I ain't seen nothing from him since. To be fair, and it was West Ham. We we panned them comfortably, so I don't know. I ain't seen nothing from him since. To be fair. Yeah, I think he was really good in the cup final against Chelsea. But yeah, yeah from that, yeah. that that April and and May, he was really good, and and that was that's literally been it, literally it. I, I saw a stat that um, he's basically been at fault for the most goals in the Premier League since like he joined the club or something. Like, it's kind of crazy that he's a centre midfielder and, and and you have the most errors leading to goals. Like you're not even a goalkeeper, you're not a centre back. Do you know? Nothing. Do you know what the worst thing about that is as well, Lou? Is that it doesn't even account for the ones probably where he that just hasn't go gone with his runner. Oh, you right. know, like yeah, the ones yeah, 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 yeah. where That's he's true. just stood on the edge of the box and someone's just strolled past him. I can yeah. think of two, like, I can't remember who they were against, but I'm sure you know the ones I mean. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't even account for us for, for, for things like that. It's just blatant errors, like penalties and giving the ball away and shit like that, basically. Yeah, it's it's, it's mental. But I, I guess... He's given guess... away five penalties. Five. Man, I, I don't I don't understand what he has against Emery. I don't... Sh- Sean, Dan, maybe you've got, like, a, a perspective that... 
you know, uh, can kind of give us some insight into why Emery continuously starts Xhaka, despite having three, potentially four with Willock. Yeah, maybe Willock's not as good as Xhaka, but I think Willock deserves his place in the side more than Xhaka does at present. So maybe you can give us some insight into maybe why Xhaka is starting. For me, for me, it's very simple. Um, Emery is a defensive-minded coach. So, um, Jacka is um, someone that, um, that has height. So, um, I think he's probably the only one in our midfield that has height. So, he's looking at it like that. Um, I see some, some tweets um, referring to that um, Terrell was actually not a signing by Emery or a wish of Emery. It was um, a recommendation from a recruitment team. And then Emery actually wanted Nzonzi. Um, so um, I think Jack and Nzonzi are a bit similar. Um, all that Nzonzi can play off both feet and, and turn on um, turn on both feet. Um, and they're just a bit similar. Sit at the base, um, just keep the keep it ticking, um, tall. So I think this is like the kind of player Emery likes um, as um, as annoying as it is. Um, I don't know why he's um, sticking with him as much he, as, as he is. He's putting him in situations that he's not capable of handling. And especially when we're playing in games where um, in defensive transitions we are going to struggle or we are going to leave space, and he really has he has no he has he has no ability of winning the ball back um, efficiently in those type of scenarios. And the only thing he does is give away fouls. Um, yeah. And Briliski should have been sent off um, to keep it keep it real. I, it? Um, I was so confused. Off. I was so confused towards the like towards the middle of the game, and he kept giving away fouls. I'm like. I'm sure Jack has been booked, but he hadn't been no, booked. He, yeah. he got booked for the seventh foul. That is insane. Mad. Every, time that, that, that he mad. every time Even he fouled someone. Yeah, he didn't, get, he didn't get booked for the penalty. In my head, I'm thinking, how can you not get booked? for? He should get booked for uh, the pure just stupidity yeah. of it. Just, I don't just understand how he get booked until the end of the match. Res- crazy. response to what Dan just said uh, about the height. Do you think it can be that really... Jack is six uh, foot. It's not really a big... Player Gwendozi's taller than him, and Zonzi's yeah, six it's... five, so it's, it's not. I just, yeah, but I, I think, think I... with Jacker, I think he is the type of manager, the type of player managers think they like, in that he appears to work hard, he appears to try, he gives that effort that say managers enjoy and managers want. Yeah, and and one thing you can say about Jacker, and I don't even want to praise the guys that even when he is having a mare and he is doing things wrong, he kind of keeps trying. And managers like stuff like that. Outside of that, I can't see anything. Mm. I think it, with him, though, when he continues to try, I think we saw that. It just like, gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse. So he's trying to account for his errors. like, And he's just one of those players that... You know those really unlucky players where uh, you do one bad thing and then all of a sudden your whole game goes to shit? Um, he just seems to be one of those players and I, I guess the good thing coming from this is that it's becoming inescapable Xhaka went from this really divisive player where half the fan base really thought he need, like deserved a place in the team the other fan base pe- people like you Anton said absolutely not um, shouldn't be anywhere near the, near the team I think it's getting to the stage now where it's more of a 95% 5% thing where most of the fan base are like what the hell is Xhaka doing and surely, sooner or later, it's got to get to the stage where the manager sees it that way as well. And it's like, you know what, we can't continue with Xhaka. And his place in the side eventually becomes uh, untenable. Oh, I hope so. 
I hope so. I hope a manager even takes him out just to protect himself. To be fair, like you know, the ones there because, like, I don't, I don't know. I think that I think people are still talking about him. Like, like I've seen people come to his defense. Um, like the streets are saying, like, yeah, you know, like he, he, he all, all of this stuff about him trying and him applying himself and like he's efficient and he looks good. He tries to keep the ball ticking and, but yeah. I, just, I I find it. I, I think like people look at ballers and people know ball and like look at the type of midfielder that we've had and like where where also Arsenal fans are generally used to having midfielders who um, are a lot more productive on the ball, who are a lot more composed in possession, who can meaningfully distribute the ball. Um, and I, I don't know. I think we just really struggle to see like where he fits into. Like I just think like he's at, he's he's at the wrong side. He's at we, the wrong club. We finally got the Lorik Canner that we always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, remember Lorik Canner's long shots? Yeah, like eighteen. <laughs> Mad. That was Mad. based off one long shot boy because I've never seen him do anything remotely. Yeah. <laughs> But um, all right, cool. Let's let's uh, leave Jacker alone. Do I don't know, want to no, skate. Do you know? Do yep. you know what I mean? Made me really sick because ja- playing Jacker. Um, then <laughs> it made me sick to be honest. Like playing Jacker made Emery use Torreira as a box to box midfielder, yeah. doing firm mm. man runs. We can take yeah. Torreira. Yeah, yeah. Torreira was struggling because he was, because he was playing completely out of position. Mm. It's something he's not used to playing. The pos- position he's just not used to playing. It's, do you think he struggled? I don't. Not position, but role. I think he was fine in his actions, but his impact on the game was uh, minimised playing yeah, in this position. Yeah. Then, exactly, that's his, what I meant, yeah. His impact would be minimised because of how much he generally does when he does play and how we've taken to him. Mm. And also, there's an element of we were dominating the ball, really, and when we weren't, is that he was too high up the pitch to recover it like he normally does. So that's how... Yes, if Carrera had been in his role... I don't think either of those goals happen. I don't think Tottenham still have the ball to even get in those positions to 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 score the two goals they scored. Mm. Yeah, and also uh, when when the ball breaks down in midfield, I think um, we'd be much better at winning it back and um, getting pressing it early. So say um, Lacazette or Bamming or Pepe loses the ball and then the ball's loose, and we'll we'll be much better equipped to win it back with Gunduz and Torreira being in the middle, even Ceballos. Um, Xhaka was just too far away from the play and he didn't have the capabilities to win the ball back quickly and he was always dropping off or diving in. So, mm. whichever he was doing, he was creating space for the opposition. Mm. So, it was just a nonsense decision playing him there. Let, let's, let's, I mean, it's, it's a game where we could kind of go through individual performances and like pick apart certain things, but let's stick with the, the, key, the key mistakes. So, obviously, for the first goal... Um, it was a catalogue of errors. There's probably like three or four errors that you could pick out. You know, you've got Socrates, you've got Louise, and then obviously you've got um, uh, the, the actual mistake that leads to the goal, which is Leno. Um, is just, just just with Leno, like this is two North London derbies in a row that he's uh, made a bit of a hash. Is there any room uh, to be a bit worried by that in particular? Because obviously he has been pretty decent, but... You know, he made a fuck up in the um, in the North London derby last season at home, and also he just looked generally what did he shaky. Do at home last year? So it was the free kick from Ericsson that he just palmed into his own into the into the uh, goal. I, that, I don't know. I don't that's know. a that's a mistake, and that's bad goalkeeping, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty shit. That's pretty shit. I, 
If De Gea did that, if De Gea did that, we'd be patting his ass, mate. Well, I wouldn't, because I'm biased. But I don't know. I think I. I'm not I thought, sure I thought, about even season. even outside that though, I felt like he was a bit shaky. I think his defense is shaky though. Some, like sometimes, yeah, like it, it just one one of one affects the other. So I don't think he can truly rely on the, the guys in front of him and feel comfortable enough. And like, yeah, that, to be fair, that 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 save that's that's it is basic. Like he shouldn't have made that error. But I think he's watching um, Lamella just marching down his goal. He's um, looking at his defenders, just struggling to get back. And I think I think he's just overthinking. He had a lapse. He switched off, or whatnot. He has made a couple of errors, but for me, by and large, he's he, he's decent. Um, so yeah, I would I, I, I wouldn't calm down too hard on him. It's 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 a shame that that's happened in 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 that game. But for me, I'm holding Socrates like to account. I'm holding. Not so much Shaka, but I'm holding Socrates to account, and then it's just this typical thing of Arsenal Lu- gets Luis so well. undone. Luis, yeah, yeah. Luis, Luis to a lesser that, extent, Luis, but for me, Socrates yeah, makes Luis, a double error yeah. going up to try and win the first header. He's got no business being there in the first yeah. place. Um, if he just take, if he if he just takes a step back and does what he's supposed to do, he's in a position to to recover or even cover, and then the ball the the ball goes on. It just goes past him, and he he, he runs back, but he never ever. Ever checks his run, never checks his shoulder, doesn't have a clue where Ericsson is, and yeah, like, he could arguably get to like he could get to the ball, he could get to the ball, he could stop, um, he could get to Ericsson, he just doesn't have a clue, and then he tries to give it the point and like who was there, and I'm just like come on, like you know, um, it, it's just poor, like that double error from 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 him for me is just like come on, he's supposed to be um, one of our most experienced defenders. As someone who's more solid, we know his limitations, but come on, like that's that's just too easy. And I just get pissed off watching Arsenal just concede the. It's like the same type of goal that we concede <laughs> all the time. Like I just can remember a, a, like a similar goal against um, Man City, mm. um, where they just knocked it long. I think it might have been the first game last season, one was of the it, games was last that season, Mustafi, or maybe, maybe the season before. It was Mustafi, mm. but it's like the same type of t- like the goals that we can like the team goals that we concede are just. Uh, just poor man, just catastrophic. And I still do. I think we've done great business generally in the summer. I still do worry a little bit about, well, not a little bit. I worry about our defence. I just don't think we can. We. I just don't think we're solid enough mm. defensively. Uh, um, Anton, what's your? So we haven't heard your thoughts on the sign of Louis so far. What's your thoughts on um, how he's coming to the team and uh, is he as good as you thought he was? Because you are quite a, a Louis fan, no? Yeah, I'm a big Louis fan. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy with the signing, mm. especially for the price we paid. And I don't think, he, I I mean, he has had a couple lapses, but I don't think he's done anything to warrant uh, people complaining about. And I think that he is definitely an upgrade on the defenders that we had previously. Mm. And whilst we wait for Saliba or Saliba, however you pronounce it, I, I think it's brilliant. To be honest, I think I think a lot of the problems Arsenal have are structural, and especially where we, when it comes to defending, you have to understand that because there is very little structure to our attacks, our turnovers, we don't have any shape when we lose the ball, which is why teams find it so easy to counterattack us. If you watch when City lose the ball, City have always got eight men behind the ball, no matter where they lose it, no matter what, they have a shape. We don't have any shape off the ball. 
when we don't have any shape behind the ball when we have the ball, I should say. Mm. So when it does break down, we end up in trouble. So unless you're putting what Van Dyke, Varane, uh, Tierney, yeah, just these quick, but yeah, and, unless you've got yeah, that speed Kyle and recovery, Warren, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, the forget best it. of the best in every yeah. position, then we'll be in trouble. So it's it's bound to happen. But and I think obviously the the the, the more he plays as well, the better he'll get. He's only been here three games. Mm. Like it's not it's not even been a month. No. No, fair enough. Um just going to going going uh you mentioned the attack. Obviously our attack is not that structured. Um the first half I felt like we did um it was a weird first half because I actually felt like we were in control for the first 15-20 minutes and as soon as we made that mistake for Tottenham's opener, we completely lost our heads and the the remainder of the half was quite painful to watch until we actually got the equaliser. Um, what did you what did you think of this? Like, would you have gone for the, the, the front three that we started with and or would you have tried to tr- do something else? And also, what did you make of... Um, uh, our attacking structure, um, what changed from the first 15 minutes to, to the rest of the half of, of the first half, do you think? I mean, in the derby, a lot of the time it's passion, isn't it, at the beginning? It's like the intensity is what... It was intensity last season that beat Spurs. It wasn't so much tactical. Like It was, we played at 100 mile an hour. And even when they got back in the game, we still had a bit more about us. I mean, I like that front three... As a free, however, I feel you have to play Aubameyang closest to the goal. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. And yeah. whilst I do respect the job Lacazette does, if you're going to... if it's, it's, it's him, essentially, that you're trying to fit in. And, and he did do a lot of good work, don't get me wrong, and, and, and it works. But you can't be wasting a Bamiyang in positions away from the goal. You, I don't want a Bamiyang putting crosses across the goal. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him taking on no one's fullback. I, I want to see yeah. him in the middle. Even though, even though I, I thought he did a better him. job than he normally does, he's still very limited out there, isn't he? You don't yeah, he's limited. The game passes him by. He's too. He's too important of a, of a, of an attacker for us. For him, not like I, the way I see Bamiyang, he is. Um, He's a world-class finisher. Whatever you want to say about him, his limitations. Like when it comes to getting goals, I think his record is is, is proven. Where, where, and by and large, where he's been over the last five, six years in Europe, you can see like his numbers in it. Like they, they they don't lie. So I just want him to be used where he's gonna be most um, most productive for us. And I think using him up front means that probably a lot of the game, um, you know, bypasses him. Because I don't see him doing the work that Lacazette does um, up front, and I don't see the ball sticking to him in the way that um, Lacazette can make it stick to him and win the little fouls in the around the box or whatnot. But I want the goals from him. You see what I mean? So it's like so, almost like a what's the what's the um, what would, what would I rather have? Like you know, I'd rather have him playing where he needs to play in yeah, order to so get now, the goals that we need him to get. Yeah. So I think um, yeah, yeah. So I feel like. Um, our problems were they were twofold first and foremost um, it was linked to the midfield trio Um, the problem is Xhaka, Torreira and Gwendouzi they all like to be behind the ball 
So essentially, when they were all behind the ball, there, there was such a massive disconnect, which is why even though we had like three strikers and, and three defensive mids, you saw like um, with Guendouzi and Torreira, they were like so far away from Xhaka, which is why like every time Tottenham attacked through the first half, they were still able to just cut straight through us because when instead of it being like, if you were going to play those three, it's got to be like more of a, of a tight sort of midfield trio, but they were so staggered. And it was kind of similar to the week before at Liverpool as well, when um, Torreira and, sorry, when Willock and Guendouzi were shuttlers on out wide as well. There was still so much space and obviously Xhaka can't track space. So, so naturally, and, and, and Tottenham are very good at running through the line. So that's kind of why we had those problems first and foremost in the first half. And, and linked to that as well, obviously, there was such a dis similar to Anfield again, there was such a disconnect between the midfield and attack. So, um, obviously, so the only thing we could do was shuttle it out wide. And obviously, like you said, you don't want Aubameyang out left because, like you said, I've never seen him cross the ball so much. Like, he, that that wasn't working. Um, Pepe was trying to he, tr trying to come short uh, a, a few times and to pick up the ball and do, do a few little bits and bobs as well. But, that there was sort of no cohesion in the, in the in the first half, first and foremost. What you would ideally want, if you're going to play especially that front three together, Aubameyang, as, as Ant said, he needs to be a lot closer to goal. So he needs to be a kind of like a, an inside left forward, not as he was playing as, as more of a left winger. So he needs to play, um, they need they needed to be a lot closer together as well. The distances were far too far apart in the, in the first half as well. So it wasn't until we sort of managed to bring them closer together. I mean, it wasn't through any sort of, tactical genius it was more just for a bit of ingenuity and just do you know what i mean them them guys sort of linking up closer together that that brought the goal that brought us back into the game but yeah um the structure was 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 wasn't great i wasn't necessarily unhappy with the 4-3-3 but i just felt the personnel was wrong and uh our specific approach to it was wrong but then that comes back again to you know emery who can't coach attacking offensive structures as well that's, that's a big problem going forward yeah um <laughs> Was anyone in particularly uh, worried by Pepe's performance? Because obviously we've seen bright stuff from him. Um, Liverpool, he, you know, uh, he didn't get the goal, but he, we, he got lots of praise for his performance and rightly so. Um, but this was a game where he saw a lot of the ball and he didn't do anything with it. Um, is there any signs of uh, worry there from any of you? No, not worried. Not, uh, mm -mm. not worried. I think I think this game kind of highlighted. Um, so um, I brought it. Um, I put a couple of tactical pieces on. Um, um, what we lacked in this game, and we've mentioned some of the stuff. And it's very obvious that we just needed someone to link the midfield and attack. And we didn't have that person. Sabias so didn't start, and um, Uzu obviously wasn't also involved. So really criminal from Emery to not utilize that link between midfield and attack. Um, so when we have, um, as Sean already mentioned, three people that are mostly behind the ball operate in the first and second phase, and then we don't have a midfielder or a creative player that can operate comfortably in the third phase, it really hinders the front three. And there was a lot of um, reliance on our front three to come up with stuff and create chances. And um, since there was no one um, between the lines to support our front three, it was effectively Lacazette coming deep, trying to get the ball. Um, and uh, a lot of people have pointed out it's similar to what Liverpool do uh, just like that, it's not as good as a footballer as Firmino. Um, he's a striker that can clap goals every now and then and has a has a lot of indi um, individual quality about him. But he he, he doesn't play football like Firmino. Firmino is effectively second striker, playmaker type. So it's, that role suits him better. So Emery wrongly kind of set this up and then uh, forced like I said, to drop deep. Or maybe he was even instructed and um, forced him to drop deep. And a lot of times he just rushes, rushes passes 
Um, sometimes they did quite well coming deep, then turning a man, and then this pass would be rushed. It would be over here. It just lacked that that quality, that composure, um, that knowing when to pass, how to pass, also weighing a pass in a final third, which um, Uzo would have given us, which Sabayas could have given us. And then um, really, I think this is where the, the front three came up short this game. They still have this individual quality. Obviously, Lacazette's goal was um, was unreal. And um, Aubameyang, all they needed um, like a, a hint of a chance and then obviously a great ball from Gondidis to score, which just shows you the individual quality they still possess. But the setup wasn't right for them. And then um, this also relates onto Pepe. So he's coming into a team where Lacazette and Aubameyang don't really have a good um, good relationship on a pitch, I believe. I don't think they have a good partnership. They just have individual quality and every now and then they assist each other and score goals. <laughs> but I don't think they have a proper um, telepathic link on the field. And then um, Pepe is now coming into this with um, a kind of disjointed attack, unbalanced attack, and also no real support system for this attack to flourish. And then um, he's obviously snatching, he was snatching at so many chances and rushing some of his decisions. And I think it kind of it kind of transpired onto him that um, he just wanted to get that goal. He was eager for it, and uh, um, it, it didn't it made him not look as good as he could have. Um, but again, I think um, it's Emery that sets sets the sets the things up, and um, they don't support um, our three three most important players. I was just looking at Pepe's rating on SofaScore, and he got an eight point two. I, that's how you know you can't trust these these. these, these just to pick up from from Dan's point as well. Yeah. So obviously, criticism of him has to be taken into context of the wider issues of the team. So you've already said that we have problems linking midfield to attack. You've already said that our attack is too far, that they're isolated. So, so yeah, naturally, he saw a lot of the ball. I think they said he completed eight... Well, he attempted eight dribbles in this game. But he attempted eight dribbles because that was... the Because for a lot of the game, there was no one for him to connect with. Do you mm. know what I mean? So he's obviously so that's dropping what he deep. had to do. He, yeah, yeah, he's dropping deep to pick up the ball to try and beat a couple people. Like, And obviously, we've seen in the first couple of games that Pepe can... He, I think they we've seen after the first four games, he's got the highest dribbles completed in the Prem so he can obviously beat players but part of the problem is now because people are seeing that people like there was a couple times in this game where Spurs doubled up on him so obviously now it's complicating the issues a lot this it would be a lot easier if we had other people to link up with him if we had other people who were more press resistant who who could break lines that would make Mm. us so much more unpredictable but right now and and this is why people are gassed about Pepe because he can dribble that, this is just one dribbler. Imagine if you could introduce maybe one or two more dribblers into the team. You you would add a layer of unpredictability. You would add a layer of creativity to Arsenal's team, which is why um, criticism of him, of him has to be taken into caveat of the of the of the structure and the layout of the team as well. So he needs to have a better support act from midfield, and he needs to be able to play closer to the front line. So, um, but I, I do in in terms of criticism, yeah, we can take on the fact that his his end product was poor and um, he rushed his decisions. I think. He's got to the point now where he's very desperate to score. But um, I think I tweeted after the game as well. He needs to... What he actually needs to do is he needs to relax now because, you know, he's so eager to make an impression. He's, like, snatching at every single thing. Mm. And um, funnily enough, in France, he was he was a he's a decent finisher. So he just needs to probably compose himself and just relax a bit and, and the goals will come. And you see the fact that... W- what doesn't worry me is the fact that he gets himself into so many promising positions. So I know mm. eventually, like Aubameyang, those goals are going to come. The more, I would be more worried if he couldn't get himself into promising positions. But he has the the ingenuity, he has the pace, he can beat people one-on-one. I'm not worried about him. Goals will come. Um, I'm just more worried about 
the wider structure around him. So yeah. we need to do more to improve yeah. that wider structure in midfield yeah. and in attack. And I think things will flow better from there. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at mrsmyers.com. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, just yeah. that. Yeah, just that. I think that um, both of you lot, yeah, their analysis is 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 spot on. I just think it's an Egypt thing to criticise him so soon into his like he he didn't really play the first game, did he? Against Newcastle, he come off the bench, didn't he? Yeah, um, five minutes first, or so, ten minutes. Yeah, like he didn't. Um, he featured in the second game. Half he time. started. Yeah, he started um, against Liverpool. And like you know, he started again against Tottenham. So really, he's like his first two starts have been like. Do you know what I mean? His first two starts have been ridiculously hard games. So like you've got. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. Yeah, you've got to chill, man. I just, I just, I just, yeah, I just think like, like um, no one should really have too too much talk for him. I think he's um, yeah, his decision making was poor. I don't think I need to add to anything that you have already said. Like you're snatching at his chances, but he got where he needed to be. He got the chances he's still able to be a man I think we're so we're so excited number one is the type of um, player that people love like just generally like someone who can beat a man who doesn't love that if you love football like come on and then Arsenal like for Arsenal it feels like we've been lacking this type of player for a hot minute so um, like you know that that just adds to the excitement and enthusiasm but he's he's, he's a good player he looks like a good player um, I think he does need to find his feet. I think you know. I think, I, I'm interested in seeing how he's able to play with Özil and with Sabios. Um, you know, if we if we ever get to that point, because yeah. I just think that Özil will have fun. Like if you feed Özil, Özil will feed those three or any two of them or whoever uh, all day bro. long. Özil ain't playing, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> different. Fuck Emery, man. Yeah, well, listen. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about yeah, because obviously uh, Genduzi's now got into the French squad. Yeah, so we need to have a little bit of a Genduzi appreciation moment here. And I know you're not his biggest fan, yeah, and I know you didn't really see the talent in him, but I'm hoping you're starting to see that now. No, is he? Is he not? Is he? Is he fucked off? Is he, Anton? Yeah. Why? Well, and, and how come you don't like him? I don't know. I was going to ask him, but he's, I don't know where he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Anyway, um, what did you guys make of Genduzi's performance? Because obviously he's, he's been our best player so far this season, I would say. And he's had really, uh, he's had four really, really solid games. And um, he, he seems like he's really comfortable right now. And he is making, he's making his place in the side uh, uncontestable, if that's a word. Um and he's, you know, he's the reason essentially why, because we know Granite Jack is probably going to stay in the team for, you know, a, a considerable amount of time. But he's obviously the reason why Sabeos didn't start, because I would imagine he would have started. It's between those two right now. Um, what did you guys make of Genduzi's impact on the team? And, um, like, where do you see his ceiling being? Because there's a lot of talk this week about where Genduzi ends up as a player. Who can we liken him to? Uh, uh, like where does the talent stop basically 
Um, I, I think I it was, like um, him. it's probably... Oh, sorry, go, go for oh, it. Go on, Dan. Oh, I was going to say, uh, it's probably difficult to kind of assess where his seeding is. And I think we probably shouldn't focus too tough on that. We should look mm. at what he's doing right now. And he's bringing a lot to, to Arsenal's midfield. Um, in midfield, there is lacking in some things, but um, especially, as we said, players that can turn out of pressure, a little shimmy, um, create space for themselves and our forward, th- um, forward, forward thinking. Mm. And he's extremely brave. I mean, like, like I don't talk about mentality in football a lot because I, I always value um, quality over mentality. I don't care how how, how much you run or um, how much you want to win. And um, my main criteria for players is how good are you? Like, are you? Are you what's your technical capabilities? Really? That's that's always been my main thing. And he has good technical capabilities, but he really is someone that surprises me how he's um, this young and is coming to the Arsenal team last year. And um, he just doesn't look bothered, man. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. So I feel that bit, so much. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I so, feel like it's where he's come from as well. Like, uh, like he's come from. He was playing in the second league um, division in front in 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 France, and yeah. like he's just come into it. The number of games he played last season was unreal. To be fair, we we signed him. I think seven mil, eight mil. I was thinking, who's this kid, man? Like Emery's on this 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 Wenger stuff. Like who's this <laughs> kid? What's he about? Like you you know you know them ones there. Like Austin Wenger would always sign like an unknown French thing. I said, look at this. He grand didn't do it enough day. towards the end of his career, mate. You did do it enough. You should have done it more. But he's, 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 he's come in and like yeah he. He, I, I was just generally impressed last season by how well he coped. So, but then you always want to. I, I, I agree about like quality and he's got technical capability. But then you want to now. For me, he's found his feet now, and we know what the levels are or where the levels are at for right now. Now I want to start seeing output. I was shocked that that was his to find out that that was his first assist mm. um, as an Arsenal player. Um, and I think like he probably created like not loads, but he created some chances. Um, you know, last season in games that he's played, and maybe players on the end of his 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 um, his, his his the chances that he's created haven't been able to finish them or whatever. But um, this season, I'm kind of looking to him. Like I, I don't want to get carried away with him. I'm kind of looking to him um, being able to kind of keep his place in the side and just add in some 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 output so a better output in terms of like numbers getting on the end of like getting one or two goals getting on the end of things um getting a number of assists and i think he's one of them ones like he's if he can if he can play towards a, um like some goals some personal goals for himself for the season um and accomplish them like you know like a five and five or, or i don't see him scoring five goals in fact but if he can get like some assists then, uh, yeah, man, I, I just think he just needs to build from there. But I really like the kid. I really like everything about him. Um, yeah. I think he's a decent player, very decent player. And the France call-up is very deserved. Uh, and I don't, I just, I don't want to get carried away. I've been there before, innit? I've been uh, there before I'm getting carried away, French midfielders. He's, he's <laughs> taken Pogba's place in the French team, I think. This is, nah, come on, man. I, I tweeted uh, this the other injuries. day. It's a movement we've got to get behind, all right? <laughs> <laughs> No, they're waiting, out, for, they're waiting for it to turn on us, you know. These United fans, they're wicked. They're waiting for it. They can't okay. see it. Gwen Duzi, the army. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think um, I, I was, I was, I was impressed by, I was impressed by him. I think um, I, I'm not too bothered about output more so because what I want Arsenal to do is, is to be a better team at um, 
controlling and creating chances. So if he can add to his metric in terms of that, like, it was a fantastic assist. And, and it's more actually chance creation, what I want to see him, like, maybe putting people... Like, I, I like the fact that he's proactive and he's brave, but, I, well, yeah, I wanted him to build more on his, like, like, XG, like, create more chances, thread people through on goal. So what, what I like, he, he pretty much, especially when Ceballos came on as well um, on Sunday, he... He sort of stepped it up a bit more. Like he took he took a step further forward. He was playing a lot more on the right side, closer to where Pepe was as well. He was. I think he had the most ball recoveries in the game as well. Because who's this? Guendouzi. Um, yeah, Guendouzi. So yeah, because real recognised, real. Yeah. That's why like good players can play together. That's 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 why like hundred percent. Yeah. I I I not I clocked it and I said, look look how the levels have upped now that he's on the pitch. Sorry to um, hijack no, what you're saying, but I just, I just feel what you're saying so much, that the level's up so much yeah. when Tobias got on the pitch. And you can see, like, I'm looking at Guendouzi, like, you want to play with him. Like, you don't want to play with these other bums. Like, you don't want to play with Shaka. Yeah. That's not what you want, son. Like, you want to yeah. play with Guendouzi. Like, you it's true. intelligent football player. To be honest, bro, as well, we've been saying for a couple of weeks on the pod that we think the midfield, first midfield trio should be Torreira, Guendouzi and Tobias. It's, um, it, it, it's the one Facts. that it's the one that provides the most attributes. Um, I mean, they're all under the age of twenty. They're twenty-three or under. They all they all uh, get a, across the pitch quite well. Um, it's the one which is technically most proficient as well. Um, so yeah, they're all a bit tenacious as well. Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're all a bit nasty. Like yeah, you yeah. Know, they can they can they give do. you like that little bite. Like it don't, yeah, they, 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 do. they are a bit diminutive. Yeah, yeah. As a midfield free, I can yeah. I can I can understand a tiny bit of the reservation about playing or starting all three of them together. But you know what? I'll go for it. They're, no, like I, I, would, I, 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 would, think I think they give us. I think they they yeah. I think I, I agree with you. They give us the best. Um, all round in terms yeah. of like what we want for a midfield and I, I can't yeah. see any other midfield combo um, yeah. controlling so I, I, games I, I can't see it so, so I, I, I've always said I feel for one um, Torreira needs to be in because he's the best ball winner um, yeah. Ceballos is the is, is, is the best controller um, and, and, and then and Carrier probably yeah and, and well. Carrier as well so yeah. and then depending on game state it could be one of Guendouzi, Willock, or Ozil, depending on what. I mean, Ozil, I, I know I've said already, he's, he's not going to play much because Emery. I think doesn't he's done it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Emery, Emery doesn't. Emery doesn't want anything to do with him. But um, but yeah, but Guendouzi gives gives the best balance, and um, hopefully, but my, my thinking is if because I I actually agree with um uh, Ant when he said as well. I don't think this front three is actually perf- that perfectly balanced. But however, mm. they need to play because that's where the main source of our goals are going to come from yeah. my hope is that because of how athletic Tierney and Bellerin are when they come back they will be able to bomb up and down so that means yeah. like for example Aubameyang and, and Pepe can start inward a bit more they don't have to start so far out wide so they can op- op- operate in those sort of half spaces so there they'll be able to link up closely with Lacazette a bit more and play a bit closer to goal as well so yeah. that's kind of my thinking with Dan obviously hopefully with Sabios and Gwendouzi um, sort of providing the creativity and athleticism behind so that, that that's fingers crossed on that front I, so, yeah. I think when those fullbacks come back though we're, look, we're like we're, diff- we're a bit of a different entity honestly well but, you'd, you'd uh, hope so because that's where Emery bases most of his creativity from so mm-hmm. you, you'd like to hope so boy because he, he doesn't really do much through the middle yeah, so, I, can't, yeah. I can't I can't do much more of Kolasinac I mean man f- tripped over <laughs> before crossing the ball that <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> that was bizarre I've got it's, it's nasty, man. It's I've got nasty. a couple more points on um, Guendouzi. Yes. So, um, similar, similar to Sean, I don't really quite look at assists or goals um, as a metric for rating his performance. I, I would look at, um, I need to see more of him playing decisive passes. So, he did it quite well in this game and he did it quite well 
think was it Burnley or Newcastle game? It's just basically um I I like packing, so that's like the metric of finding out how many players you take out by passing it through the lines or passing it over the um, defensive line. How many players are you taking out with your passing? Or um, when you receive the ball in the final third, how many players do you occupy and then in turn create space for your other teammates? Hence why I'm I'm so I'm so I have this idea of that we need some of the operators to final third. Um, Uzo on packing is the is, is the guy with the best receive um, um, stats. He's just simply the best guy at receiving the ball in between the lines in the final third. There is not a player in, in world football that does it better. Um, and um, only Messi uh, is close. So it's like um, if you have players that can play into the final third, so someone like Gunduzi, someone like Tobias, um, also David Luiz, um, he's played some, some very, very, very good passes on the ground into the final third. And I just simply think that... Um, that would that would improve the quality of the football and the quality of the chances that we can create. And um, to go back to Guendouzi, um, obviously the pass that he played took like eight or nine players out of the game, um, and he played a few other passes that were very good between the lines. And that's just what I want to see more of him. Um, he is brave in general with the ball; he's not scared of anything. But um, I need him to take a bit more risks on the ball because um, I, I can see um, opening happening for us. And we know we have strikers that um, they are specialists in. Um, creating half chances because we don't create <laughs> clear-cut chances. So um, I'm I'm trusting um, Lacazette and um, Aubameyang to put them away if they if they come if they come if they come up. Yeah, because you know why as well. You know, so to to add on to that point, why we need riskier passes from Sabios and and Guendouzi is that despite what you think of Özil, like you can I, and and I I, I agree, and to an extent, obviously we know he's lacking athleticism and Emery doesn't fancy it. That said. There still isn't anybody in the whole squad who plays a better final ball than him, and that, that's that's a big, big issue. That's and because what you felt on Sunday, even though we did well coming back into the game, is that there was a lack of quality in the final third. There was a case of hurried panic. You saw it with Pepe a couple of times. You saw everyone was just rushing everything a bit in the final third, and you know it was one of those, especially when the game got stretched towards the end. If you just had that quality in the final third, like for example, when Mickey came on, like he found himself in a lot of promising positions, but he's useless. Like he, he's just got he's, Mickey, Mickey has no fun. He, has he no is final ball. terrible, man. He oh, has no garbage, ball. man. I, 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 garbage. I, honestly, like the more I think about Mickey, the more I think about that season he had at Dortmund under Tuchel was was an outlier because he's pretty much been useless since then. He's been useless at Man United. He's been useless at Arsenal. Thankfully, we've managed to farm him off to Roma now. Like he's he's terrible. He's, I he's saw him. It's, awful. Like, it's, it's, that, it's, that that yeah. was the, that was the sub that was the the last sub I didn't agree with. On, on Sunday and obviously it, it was compounded by the next day the fact that we agreed a, a, alone with him so no, I, I would have rather yeah, obviously yeah. even though he's massively inconsistent yeah, and obviously still only 19 and he broke on cold Probably, I would have yeah. I would have Nelson. Nelson. Nelson and if you're 100%. not going to bring on Nelson then you, then you bring on Ozil you, you don't bring on Mkhitaryan that was the worst yeah. that was a terrible stuff because yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't really understand um, why why Mkhitaryan was his go-to guy in that like because I feel like at that stage when Sabias came on there was an instant injection of quality intensity yeah it felt like we were driving and, towards something you know and, and um, then he just undoes it and then he literally by, did it undid it five minutes later by bringing Mkhitaryan bringing on. on and after that I, I mean I think it started horrible. I think it started Emery's um, Emery's losing his power the the higher ups are making decisions not based on what he wants to do. They're making decisions based on what they're believing to be the right things. Mm. So even Monreal leaving, I, 
I, I would be surprised yeah. if Emery would um, was was on board with that decision. They're making decisions it, it, for the sake of the club without taking yeah. his, um, his opinion into it, which is a great thing. It's <laughs> great. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that, loving it. An, an, another thing, though, it rattled me that we let Monreal go. We sold him on a Saturday. Mm. It was confirmed on a Saturday, yeah. the day yeah. before the like, that. We said rattled. on the pod earlier I, that I, we would I'm like to keep him for the game. But, yeah. I would have kept him. Sell him on the Monday. I couldn't believe what was going on. And then you see the performance that Kalasnets put in. Is the deadline yeah, open I, in Spain, I, I was, Yeah, 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 yeah. It was carried on until the Monday. On, oh, the European okay. thing yeah, closed on the Monday. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, I, so I saw no reason. Rattled. And, and I was upset why, why Monreal could not have played the North London derby. Like, literally, we announced it on the Saturday that he was going. And I was like, Rattled. could we not have just held off to this? Like, 24 hours. Like, yeah, another, so another 48 hours, sorry. 48 hours, obviously, like. Obviously, we've seen now with the news about um, all of them, like Bellerin, Tini, and Holding, is that they're they're obviously a lot further forward in their progression mm. at, that, than we imagined as well. So, um, so, so that that's obviously a positive, and obviously you'd imagine that was the main reason behind letting Monreal go, knowing that obviously they're not as far away um, as as we initially thought. But yeah, but generally speaking, I, I saw no reason, especially as he um, played like the first. Why why he couldn't have played this game? Coming back to Dan's point, though, as well, I think he made a good point as well. Is that you've seen by a lot of um, Raul and Edu's actions so Monreal played the first three games he's gone Mickey was involved in most of the games and, and he's gone now as well so I think definitely um, I think also I saw with Mickey's departure now, I think we have the youngest squad in the Prem now so um, so, they, they, so they they made a lot of moves like um, I mean it's, it's been pretty much the best transfer window Arsenal window in history as well so and, and there's still unfortunately we, we there's still a bit more work to do as well yeah but, there's work but, to be done because I mean, boy there's still I mean, one two bums left yeah, you know, yeah. that, the, honest, the ones that got away of course of course <laughs> but but realistically it was it would have been hard to get rid of I, I'm even surprised we did a lot more than I expected anyway so mm. so yeah so, so the hope is that we can continue to move forward and within the next one two windows um, complete the squad so obviously what he's done by shifting out so much experience now is that he's created a lot of space for the young players. So we're going to see, which will make it for me a lot more interesting. The Europa League should be very interesting actually, just because of because of how many players have gone. Like he's going to have to play a lot of young and experienced players think, as well. I so. think we're going to see um, Bukayo Saka. I think he's going to get games. I think yeah, Martinelli. It's like the high ups are making up Emery's. Um, Emery's um, yeah. options for him. It's like, no, you're not playing Mkhitaryan, you're not playing this and that. We're selling I'm them. For it. And you'll I'm be playing it. Saka, Nelson, and then Martinelli in the Europa League. Thank um, God. That's... I'm here for it. And to go on the Monreal thing, I think um, it's, some, it's simply something that um, they couldn't jeopardise the deal at that stage, I think. So, and there's probably a condition that Sosa that brought in and said, listen, we are, we're not comfortable with him playing. Um, if he gets injured, um, the deal will fall through. And, um, it would delay um, the deal for six months, probably. We probably wouldn't get a fee for him. Um, I think, um, or the fee that we're getting for him, I've read somewhere that's actually How three million. Three million? Three, yeah. three million. And so that's actually quite a good fee. So um, it's probably just something that when, listen, financially, this deal is good for us. Him off the wages bill as well. So we don't, we're not going to, we're not going to risk this deal um, for one game. Um, we should have enough to beat Spurs. And we should have had enough as well. So um, that, that 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 game didn't hinge on Monreal playing or not. Obviously, it would have been a, a nice sentimental touch for him to play, but um, we we had enough um, to win that game, and that yeah. didn't want to jeopardize the deal, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it was a bit disappointing knowing that you know we we, we got the equaliser um, with twenty minutes to go, and I just feel like after we got the equaliser, we didn't really push on, 
And I don't know if that was because, you know, uh, Mkhitaryan was on the pitch and he just he just wasn't... He got into a few promising positions, as he always does. And the execution was just abysmal, time after time after time. The, 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 the touch was bouncing. To be, yeah. To, to be honest, though, to, to be slightly fair, if, if I'm to have a slight bit of, like, empathy... We did expend a lot of energy in that second half. We were working so, so... And, and that's why you saw, you know, by the last 10 minutes, the game became so stretched. Yeah. And I think we, we started to lose a bit of energy. But then he had an extra and, sub, though. He had an extra yeah. sub and didn't want to use it for some reason. What do you mean? Do we, do we not use all three? No. Who yeah. came... Wait, so we, we, we brought Just Mkhitaryan on... and Ceballos. So we had an extra mm, that's so, extremely interesting. Yeah, so he that, I was I was kind of waiting for him to bring on Willock just to inject a bit more energy because I didn't think yeah. he'd bring and on the, and, the, and, the, and the and the players were blowing. Mm. Right? They were tired. I, I was surprised as well that Torreira came off. Mm, okay. I, was su- I was surprised that yeah. Torreira had come off after the hour. I know he was and struggling not, in the game, but yeah. the fact that Xhaka remained on for the whole game is just criminal. Yeah, yes, it's, honestly, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Listen, I, I, and we always yeah, managed to surprise us. Um, he surprised us again yeah. with, with his shit subs. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's, so he I, did, yeah. He I, didn't even correct his mistakes. Well, he did with one, bringing on Ceballos, but he didn't even correct it fully because he bought off the wrong bloody player. But, um, yeah. I, obviously, yeah, we've got um, we've got nine points from four games. Um, I think going into the season, it, so it, I think it depends it on the timescale. Is it Is nine? It nine? No, so seven. Sorry, seven, seven points from four. Seven, yeah, sorry, yeah. seven. My maths. It should be nine. It should be nine. Yes, yeah, it should be nine because yeah, we had them on the ropes. So we got no seven points from. Yeah. We got seven points from our opening four games, which you know maybe at the start of July you'd have said if we got seven points from our opening four games, you'd be like, do you know what? I'll take that. But now that nah. we've had the transfer window nah, that nah, we've nah. had, uh, are we a bit disappointed that we haven't got a bit more points from it, it sh- those it sh- four it games? It should be nine. It should, it should be, be nine points. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, yeah. if we were here sitting out of um, like nine points out of the first four games, I think every Arsenal fan would be happy. I'm um, obviously seven points isn't a disaster, but you know, just certain games which you know, I, I always feel just at home, three points by any means necessary. So yeah. um, I, I just really feel we, we could have, and we definitely should have. I mean, to be honest, if we it's our, it's our own fault. We shot ourselves in the foot with two mistakes. Um, mm. So we we, mm. we only really have ourselves. If you go two nil down at home. You, you're, you've given yourself a mountain to climb, and obviously mm. we did so well. Like we put so much effort in to come back to two two. I think after that, like by the end, we, we were cut, our energy were cut, was yeah. kind of spent, and then they brought on um, Lacelso, yeah. and you even saw close to the end. To be honest, the momentum shifted back to their way, and it did. Yeah, it, they had a few, mo- probably, they had a few moments at the end. Yeah, didn't they? it actually was probably good. It ended when it did because, like, yeah, they began to gain a lot more control, and we were mm. really, we were really ragged. Um, I didn't actually get my point on because Socrates actually pissed me off so much this game. In, in addition to the to the first goal, there were there were a lot of moments where, like I said, you know, with a derby call, you, you do passion motion a bit, but you also need to play with your head. Like there were so many times where, like, he was out of position, he was trying to pick up the ball, run down the right wing. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? Do you know the thing is, if you're going to criticise Louise, which we 100% do for making for making stupid errors, you've got to hold Socrates things, to the same you've got standard, hold Socrates right? to mm. account. Now, and, and the thing is, I think Socrates will start to feel the fan ire a bit now because obviously there's no... Well, Mustafi's still here, but he, he ain't going to play much. But oh, Socrates makes a lot of dumb errors himself as well. He mm. makes a lot of stupid, stupid errors as well. Like, and, hold, and I'm not... Holding soon, calm very, minute. Very hold, hold. People like him because he puts himself about. 
but he's not very intelligent. Yeah, either. he's not. He's, he's not. not. I don't. He's I don't not very intelligent either. I don't think he's very intelligent. He's not your number one defender. No way. Yo, what, what are we he's saying? Definitely a stopper. I like him. What do you boys think? Obviously, this game it wasn't his greatest game, but um, the only game we we kept a clean sheet, Callum Chambers played. <laughs> Mm, we'll be saying, no, no, no. should he, he get, a, he get a wave back in the side? No. He won't. No, no, he won't. No. Because I feel like Bring, the, the, that's the yeah. starting, as, that's as, the starting as, partnership, as, isn't it? Yeah. As, yeah. Luis Socrates is the starting partnership. But as much as I don't even like rate him that highly, if we are going to change one, we bring back Holding because obviously he's fit now again as well. So mm. that would, if, if not that I rate Holding that highly either, but I, I prefer Holding's a bit more proactive. He's a bit more aggressive. So um, I, I prefer him much. I mean, like I said, I, I can't wait for Saliba to come. And yeah. then hopefully um, we can get someone like Upa Meccano as well. Because, yeah, that, yep, that yep, back yep. line just needs to be completely tra- transformed. Tini and Bellamy... Um, Titi is coming, man. He, w- he was at the Emirates this weekend, didn't yeah, so, no, 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 Titi. No, no, no. You don't want... His, his knee is finished. You do yeah, not want his knee is finished. You do not want to have to pay someone like Samuel Umetiti £170,000 a week and his, leg blow- and his knee blows up. You're in a lot of trouble then because you're stuck with him and then you're never going to be able to shift him. So, I love him. Yeah, he's too risky. He's a great player, but that is a risk Arsenal should not go anywhere near. Should not go Uh, anywhere near. I think... I I, I 100% want Upa Meccano ahead of him, but I think this is the profile of centre-back that we need need a senior centre-back at a... So, Saliba and Upa Meccano is probably not going to be the partnership they want to go with. They'll probably want another senior centre-back... Um, concerned um, that Mustafi will leave maybe Chambers too do you know what the problem is Who, I, I totally agree in terms of the because for an age profile Upa Meccano at 20 21 and Saliba at 18 that is a very young centre-back partnership it's nuts, ideally, yeah. ideally you do want your centre-backs to be a bit more experienced however you've got to ask yourself two questions one what are the options available um, and two if they are available how much will they cost in that and in wages and will they have resale value you've got to remember everything Arsenal do is geared towards from a business aspect as well because we're in a position now where hopefully we get back into the Champions League this year and obviously if players decide to leave we can still sell them for a massive fee and we Mm. can take that to reinvest in the squad because that's how Liverpool have got themselves to the position they're in at the moment through smart selling and smart buying so um, yeah we need to make sure we're we're doing very similar which is is why like I'm not in in the camp where I want us to sign Wilfred Zaha. If we were going to sign him now, it would have been this summer. So we can't be getting into positions now where we're signing players with no resale value and who will be on high wages that we can never shift. I, I'm well. in the same camp. I, we need to be able to buy players that we can actually sell on if they're staying for two, three years. And I also think that we need yeah. to be able to sell some of the academy talent. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Nelson. Uh, I'm looking at Saka. Um, not both, probably both of them can't make it Arsenal. Um, so one of them, um, yeah, one true. of them would have to go at some point. Um, and we'll, yeah. I hope we can tell them for good profit. Um, at, at the end of the day, Emil Smith Rowe is ahead of both of them, so it's even a possibility that both of them not make it at Arsenal, and it's just Emil Smith Rowe that makes it. But ultimately, just the utilization of the academy is important in order to to drive some revenue. I mean, we sold a Wobi for forty million, so yeah, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's, it's more talent. And and I think that's a, a big part of the reason why there's been so much upheaval. We've let so many players go now because what will happen with a lot of these younger players now is that they will play domestic cup games. They'll play Europa League games. So essentially what you're doing now is that you're building up their asset value. So um, hopefully they'll it will be a great development opportunity for them. But then what I'm very interested in as well is that 
I think they need these competitive games so we can ascertain their level. We can see which ones are like, okay, which what what are the promises they're showing? Yeah, we need these to understand what, if they're they good or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they, do they, have, do they have a future? Because for me, I, I think it's very hard to categorically say, he won't make it. He she, he won't make yeah, it. He's not yeah, good enough. Yeah. Because a year ago, none of us were sitting here and saying Joe Willock would be a first team squad member. Nobody was saying yeah, that. So, yeah, do you know what I mean? So, true. the fact of the matter is that nobody knows that a young player's trajectory, you will only know that by the, the, the games they were playing. Joe Willock made it one because he was he was smashing it for the under-23s. He was scoring bare goals last year. But even when he got the call-up to the, to the first team, he had shown a good physical development. He scored in a couple of FA Cup games as well. So, you're thinking, all right, cool, we have something to work with here. And obviously, he's pushed on in pre-season. And I think he's when he's played this season, he's acquitted himself well. So, yeah. So, you've seen him as a first-team squad member. So, that's the sort of stuff we need to be doing with the, the other young players as well. And essentially, some will sink, some will swim. The ones that sink will essentially either hopefully become first-team members for the foreseeable future. Some, they might not. They might go the way of Alex Iwobi and we sell them, hopefully, for the decent money which we can reinvest into the squad later on. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's move on some listeners' questions then before we uh, wrap things up. Um, so we've got we've got one from Leroy, um, who's obviously one ace eye on Twitter. He um, obviously can't make the pod today. He says, uh, "I'll because two- he's romancing his babes, yeah." <laughs> 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 with, with what leg? Uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's just. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but um, he says our two main team-related issues were in defensive transition, our inability to uh-huh. contain counters, and the offensive link between defense and attack. What changes do you suggest that would rectify these issues? So I think we've kind of touched on it on the pod, but are there? Is there like a bullet point uh, kind of breakdown that we can go to uh, to answer that question? What was to the, re- part of uh, that to question? the base of midfield, Sabios to try to yeah. Sabios to bring the ball into the final base, base. third. Agreed. That's, that's Agreed. it. That's Move. it. That's it. Yeah, because unfortunately, because em- Emery's not, he's not very, he's not a positional sort of uh, tactical manager like that. Players don't really hold positions, but I mean, ways to mitigate that. You move Torreira to the base. We have someone mobile who can move laterally across the pitch, who can close people down, who 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 is the the only proper ball winner we have in the squad. So it it won't completely rectify the situation, but that's a remedy to to sort of help the situation. It minimises because he's not going to be making the dumb errors that Xhaka is. You know mm. where Xhaka gets caught in possession. Torreira moves the ball a lot quicker than Xhaka. He okay, cool. He might not have. The, the most adventurous passing that Shaka does, but like Gwendouzi, those guys are able to, you know, they can they can shift the ball onto the other foot. They've got no palm using their left foot. They're able to shift the ball away out of pressure as well. So it just makes us a lot harder. They can all take the ball under pressure. And predict all exactly. T- and then obviously, yeah, you also bring in Sabios. Sir, sir, sir but I mean, we've already said this. So yeah, uh, it, it comes back to just having a more mobile, a more athletic, and a more cohesive midfield. And, and I think the best way to do that is. Um, Torreira, Ceballos and Guendouzi. I'm not opposed to, to bringing in Willock. I think he's he's definitely earned minutes as well. So he could definitely fit in there somewhere. But those would be my, my first three. Okay. Um, I've got one from Johan. Was, Yo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the second part of his question? Because I, I do have some points uh, about... Inability to contain counters and the offensive link between defence and attack. Oh, okay. We did speak about it. Because I did yeah. have some thoughts about... And the positions, Lacazette and Aubameyang were taken up when Eva were receiving the ball. So there were a few times where Lacazette is in a good position to um, to like thread in someone and then Aubameyang is right next to him. Mm. Um, I think um, the spacing was a bit off. Um, generally, the chemistry wasn't like there. The, but the I, chemistry I, between I, the front I, three were, was off in general. Yeah, yeah, it mm. was off. But um, 
then I can't quite pinpoint it. Down, is it down to the fact that we had no link between midfield and attack, and they were just trying to kind of find that link and mm. um, trying to make scenarios happen? So it's difficult to pinpoint that. But that was really something that um, that that was that was annoying me a lot. Yeah, I I agree. Also, just to add Dan as well, what as much as I uh, am not a, a fan of Unai Emery, what you do probably need to be a bit sympathetic towards is that one we've already spoken about the upkeep. That the, there's, if you think back to the team that won the 2017 FA Cup final, there's barely any members of that squad left. It's changed so much in the space of 18 months to two years. So naturally, there is going to be a bit of adaptation. People are going to need to learn to play together a bit more. They're going to, like, so Bios mm-hmm. and Torreira is pretty much a completely new midfield. Do you know what I mean? So there, there yeah. are going to be a yeah, few yeah. teaming issues. Um, they're going to need to, yeah, like you said, there's going to be some spatial issues as well. Learn who, who's going when, who's dropping deep as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it will take a bit of time to get but used I, to it. But, yeah, but, I think, but I think how you overcome that is by, you, like, you have to actually play them together to give them the time yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to get used uh, to and, each and, other and, and, if this, and, and if this guy don't 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 do it if he like he has to endorse it the manager has to endorse True. it you know what i mean I, first I, and I, foremost and if he I, and if he doesn't which we've already said we don't think he can because we don't yeah. think that's that is is his will then it yeah. just kind of like it it just leaves us in a sticky position you know what i mean it's kind of yeah. like yeah like he, he's he's been undermined he feels like yeah i'm a coach i want to do this but you've got people who know better and i truly believe like edu at the at their home knows better um yeah. knows what it means to play for arsenal knows what it means to be a midfielder for arsenal he's looking at the ilka player that he had around when he was in the squad thinking as good as he was he he wasn't even a dead set starter you can't be having these bumps you know what I mean? Like you can't be having I, these guys. So. I, 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 I think as well. Um, he needs to because one thing with Emery, we've already spoken about how it's almost impossible to predict him. Um, he needs to start being consistent in his teams. Yeah, like yeah. you know that. And so, he's shaped. so that team we just, just yeah, he's changing sign yeah. again next game. Yeah, exactly. So that, so that team we've just spoken about and who we think should play, let that play out now for the next five league games. Just let, yeah. and, and see and see what happens, and yeah. hopefully that gels. But if not, that gels. We can maybe okay. We can maybe tweak here or there. But you're not going to know if you keep changing the same... Yeah. If you keep changing formation, if you keep changing personnel every game, you're never going to get consistency of performance. Like you're not allowing anything, any time to gel. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I said, with Liverpool and City, with Liverpool, you pretty much know that front three is going to play every single game. You pretty much can predict their back line. So they've got a degree of continuity. Cont- continent, uh, I can't get my words. Yeah, continuity. continuity yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't allow Arsenal to have that degree of continuity, then then you're never going to be able to build to uh, to build up sort of optimisms, like good relationships on the pitch as well. So yeah, so I agree. So I would think let's pick our strongest team and let's play it for three, four league games and see where we are after that. <laughs> good luck doing that, mate. Um... <laughs> Like, well, I just got a feeling that Jack is going to start next game and he's going to use yeah, Sabayos yeah, 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 as yeah, like he's a, definitely going to start his, <laughs> Sabayos will be like the impact player in it like the guy to come and change the game um, <laughs> Lanigan 0-0-1 asks even though it was good to see Oba, Laka, Pepe the formation didn't look right maybe because it's new what formation do you think would be most effective fitting them free in so obviously we touched a bit on like how, what those three could do uh, better as a partnership but is there a particular yeah, formation yes. that would make that even more enhanced I think maybe um, in midfield a 2 and a 1 um, I think Mourinho was talking about it on um, Sky Sports I don't really I, I, I don't know about this new Mourinho but I felt what he was saying he was saying maybe a 2 and a 1 
in the midfield. He's definitely slighting for a job. He was whole, he was, slighting he, for the Arsenal awesome job. He was, he, was, like. he, was selling, he was selling bottom on Sky Sports, man. It was sickening. But, um, and Arsenal fans are buying it, you know? Yeah, some Arsenal fans yeah. are making me sick for it. No, but they this, are but, but, but They but, are no. because Because Mourinho no, is buying into it, but I do Definitely. feel like a number 10, it could... It, it, I feel like it could work. It could work. It could mean that... And, and obviously, like who you have at, at, at fullbacks or Tierney and Bellerin, I think that negates a lot of the issue. It's less of an issue with um, the guys you've got out wide. Pepe, Pepe, I think, needs space. I think Pepe needs to start from deep and wide and, and kind of work his way in. I think that suits him. I think that we'll see that suit him a lot. Yeah. We'll see him do that a lot having this Tierney season. as a proper but wide man might push Tierney up by him field man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I think he, he, I want him closer to goal. Already what we were saying at the start of the conversation, I want him closer to goal. I think it does that. And then I think you need a guy behind them who feeds them. Like, you know, an, an, an attacking pivot who's able to get the ball, um, turn, knows how to find the pass. We need someone who's critical in the final third who can do the damage and just lay it on a plate for these guys. Yeah. But also is a bit of a threat himself, you know. So in terms of the positions he takes up, so even if he, he's not goal threat, he can't, he, you know, if we have a number 10 who can score, smash it in from 20, 25 yards, but he can at least find himself in intelligent positions, intelligent spaces, um, get himself into channels, thread balls through, hold on to the ball a little bit. Like we need someone to play in and around the box and like then I think these I think these guys will have fun this season to be fair if we get if we if we get, get it right I can see Arsenal being so promising this season mm-hmm. and not really having much issues especially against the against everyone else I think um I probably expect them to I probably expected them I, I expected them to lose at Anfield to be fair um I I, I, I think we'll you know we'll lose City will take maximum points off of us um I think the rest it's a bit of a lottery. It depends on how we, um, you know, depends on how we line up, how we shape up, and how we apply ourselves in the game. But I'm not really seeing like this season. Uh, like I think to... even when Liverpool come to us, I think we might, you know, depend on who the manager goes with. We'll be able to give them a game if we go with this front three. So I'm feeling them. I think they've got loads about them. I think you have to um, create the environments around them in order for them to thrive. And I think if the manager can see sense, can get some consistency, can get some sort of attacking patterns, um, some rhythm going up there. I think, I think, I think these these guys will be on a jolly up this season. But if he doesn't, then it's just more of this like grafting out wins, scraping draw, like you know. And our defense is 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 going to hinder us. Our defense is going to you know um, put us in jail a couple of couple of times. And these guys will need to pull stuff out of you know rabbits out of hats and stuff to. Yeah. To kind of make it, make it's going it to be more of the second mate. It's going to be more of the second mate. Let's storm through two, a couple more questions before we wrap yeah. things up. Um, Kuna, Gu, sorry, Kuna, Guna underscore YK asks, uh, when will <laughs> that Arsenal... was wild? <laughs> Whoa, uh, I didn't want to say anything. Louis, are you okay? Uh, it looked like a C. Oh my god, uh, I was reading the app sign. That's what I was reading. Oh my guy, Lou, I ain't got no camera. Oh, You're telling god, us about Be- Benjamin Mendy again, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been watching, he's, been, he's been watching the, the, the Brexit debate in the House of Commons this season. Hey, <laughs> it's all wild, it's all crazy. Hey, it's that's, that's, that's... underscore YK. He asked, When will Arsenal fans realize that? So Socrates is a major liability. He gets away with murder because he's slightly better than Mustafi. I think that's a bit too 
over dramatic. Like he's a far better defender than Mustafi. And I think generally speaking, he doesn't actually make that many major errors. Not not any errors that lead to goals. Like, I can't remember too many errors that Socrates has actually made that has led to goals. Yeah, he makes mistakes, but you know, I think you'll be hard pressed to find defenders that don't make mistakes. Um but do you guys consider him a major liability? I know we spoke a bit about him already, but I, I don't really put him in that category. Not a liability that... as such. I just find him rash. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll second that. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not. He's not a liability as of yet. No, I don't think I've seen enough to think he's a liability. He, yeah. as Sean said, he makes some rash decisions. It, like, it just loses his head sometimes. Okay. Um, let's do one last question. Guna London underscore asks, do you think soon enough the players will be disillusioned with Emery's tactics and setup? Boy, that is difficult to kind of... Yeah. I think this, this crop of players seems quite friendly. And, yeah, um, so professional, <laughs> so, quite professional. Yeah, no there, real there's rebels no, in there. There's no Samir Nasri's. If, if Samir Nasri was in this Arsenal team right now, Boy, come 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 December, and um, we still we still looking like we don't have a real attacking strategy. He would literally say that in the press, and uh, I don't think we have real <laughs> controversial characters in the in a squad that would say something like that. Maybe if Lacazette doesn't play games, he would voice it. But I reckon they will all play. Um, yeah, yeah, he seems no, like quite a, a, a divisive Ceballos will, will play though. I'm not. I'm not too worried about know, that. Ceballos, no, nah, he he will. He will because he he's been promised like 40 games. Like, uh, like that was part of the reason why he agreed to the loan. So he will play. Like part of the reason, obviously, he didn't play much last week. Liverpool on top of the minute, and he's still acclimatising. I'm 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 pretty confident he will play. It, it's interesting though. You say about losing heads. I think Emery has to keep Aubameyang and Lacazette happy. Those two, like, uh, they're probably like the most popular players in like the dressing room. And amongst mm, the fan base yeah. as well, because I don't know if you saw, you know, on Insta the other week as well. Like, I think someone asked Dobber a question. Like, I think after the Liverpool game, you know, where you only got nine minutes at the end in it, and then like I think someone asked, they were like, "Oh, to Obba, they were like, why doesn't Lacazette start?" And Obba was just like, "Good question." So like, it's just is that's not like it's not contra controversial, but it's just one thing mm-hmm. to pay attention to because yeah, it comes back yeah, to you know Emery, Emery's thing about like tinkering and stuff. Like, if like for example, yeah we're not picking up points and like Lacazette is only getting like nine minutes off the bench at the end, then yeah, you might start to yeah. get a bit of, a bit of discontent. Do, like, because do, also... Do you remember so, the picture so, of Lacazette when he was on a bench? Like, yeah, he's not liking that. He will, and, he will and, say something if he doesn't Yeah, also, also, I think there's one thing important to remember. We're trying to get Aubameyang and Lacazette to sign new contracts. So they have to be playing. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, so, he has yeah, to so use them because uh, otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, and, and Stick, but, slippery also, slope. I, I, I do feel as well that just coming back to our regime, Raul and this this isn't they, they've got no loyalty to Emery. So like I said, even if Emery got top four, they might decide they want to go a different direction. I I don't think they will if he gets top four, but do you know what I mean? So he, he's just got to he's got to tread carefully Emery as well. So he one, that there's no like he got leeway last year because it was his first season. So but this year, top four or the European League, he has to get Champions League. There, there's no sort of two ways this is his final um, yeah, of his contract. Did we only give him a two year? So we, we gave him two years with option of a third. With so option of a third. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You see, he's done that, man. Yeah, he's done that. So, so, if he gets, so. I think if he gets Champions League, I think he's off. 
And I think, you know, possibly because of the Barcelona connection, depending on how like, personal matters, might be a Luis Enrique team. Although I'm just, I'm, that's just more wishful thinking than, than, than from any, any, from anything like tangible. But like, yeah, I, 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 I think he's, I, I think these guys don't really feel him. I think we can, we can see, you know, I've already touched on it today in terms of like some of these um, decisions in terms of personnel and who stays and who goes. That's already been undermined. I think um, the pressure's on him this season like no joke the pressure's on him like last season you could say like yeah he didn't have his players in he didn't have who he needed to he was left with absolute trash um, in terms of what he had to work with but this year he's got last year he got he some players in. this year he's right? got even more has to like, has I mean, to there's no I, two ways about I, it I'm and you've got United true, doing to, like got United doing yeah, <laughs> doing I, I, like you know to keep it true it's wi- wide open to finish third to keep it yeah, real yeah, yeah, it's wide yeah, open yeah, to finish yeah, third yeah, 100% 100%, that, 100%. Like, I'm looking at Spurs now I'm looking at Spurs it's on the wide weekend, open man, to finish third like, yeah. I'm looking at Spurs mm. on the weekend I'm just like I don't I don't, I, don't I, yeah. I just didn't really see I, it man I, I, I'm, I'm still I would bank on third like that because they wouldn't bank on it but it's open and Dombele when he gets back don't, you've got to remember weeks since the Soko started. When Ndombele and Lacelso were fit, that's a completely different ball game in True. midfield. Um, so I wouldn't put all my chickens in that basket yet. So yeah, but fourth is minimum have... requirement. Man. Yeah, t- I, I expect I, I expect top four, uh, I expect Champions League by one one route or another, whether that's top four or um or Europa. I mean, we should Both. finish in the top four regardless. But yeah, I, I don't know whether we'll finish third. But yeah, mm. Champions League by any means necessary this season, hundred percent. All right, cool. Let's let's leave it there, guys, because we've run over a bit of time, and I know everyone wants to go to bed. But um, yeah, uh, make sure to use the hashtag hashtag TouchdownFrackers. Shabs, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on I'm on the socials, you know, um, at LDN underscore Shabs. Okay. S H A B S. Everyone up in the um, bio team. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be in the bio anyway. Everyone, give Shabs a follow. Um, obviously, we'll be back. I don't know if we'll be back next week, actually. Uh, in such a great rough on the side. Well, guys, um, thanks for joining me, and we'll be back either next week or the week after. Peace, peace, peace out, bro. Begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way.
So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Sports Social Podcast Network.